Hey guys, welcome back to Divine Healing by D. Today I have Sunny Yu on the podcast. Uh, she is a PhD student and a yoga and meditation teacher. She's also a medium and an energy healer. And we talked about her healing modality that she created. It's called uh, Soul Journey and also Emotional Mastery. We also talked about trauma and ways to cope with trauma and self-love as well and it's a great episode and i hope you guys enjoy it hi sunny hi davina how are you i'm well how are you i'm well thank you thanks so much for coming on really appreciate your time no worries so i want to like a little bit of a background about you tell us who you are what you do exactly Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Davina. It's just nice to connect with another healer. Likewise. Um, My background is that, well, I grew up Zen Buddhist. Mm -hmm. And so I grew up in a spiritual family. And I had spiritual experiences in my dreams as a young girl because I dealt with a lot of nightmares. Mm. And... So that's when it all kind of started. I um, basically in the middle of a nightmare, I was able to call on my higher self and the dream ended. And that was kind of all I needed in terms of confirmation as a, as a kid. But it wasn't until rather, you know, in the past year or two that things have really opened up for me as a healer after I survived and left a narcissistic partner and experienced my spiritual awakening and ascension. Wow, so recent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is actually a commonality I find between a lot of healers and uh, they always have an experience with a narcissistic partner. And mm. that's usually when their spiritual awakening happens. It's when they leave that person. And when the real growth starts. So I connect to that a lot. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. So with your dreams, because I always, I would have dreams a lot as a child and I wouldn't understand them until I got probably into like college years. Mm -hmm. But did you do the work to find out why you were having those recurring nightmares? Because I've been told by many people that those are like past life memories that you experience again in your sleep. Is that true? Well, the dreams that I were having, that I was having, it was mostly about the trauma of being born again. Oh, okay. And losing, forgetting my connection with my higher self, source, that's what it felt like to me. I actually did a mm, kind of like an inner child healing with another healer. Wow. And it went back to when I was, before I was a fetus. Okay. <laughs> and so it was about, yeah, because the dreams were about um, like I would climb a mountain and fall off and do that over and over again or I would enter into a space and I would lose my mom wow 
Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I've had a lot of falling dreams as well. Yeah, but I that used is to a pretty be, common one. Yeah, but I used to be actually, um, um, I could, I could feel myself like leave when I'd be sleeping, and I'd wake up so exhausted in the morning and like starving, <laughs> like I hadn't mm. eaten like days, and that's when I speaking to somebody else that I used to work with she said that's because you're traveling mm-hmm. and that's when I discovered that that's real and I didn't believe in it for a while but then I kept experiencing it and actually when I accepted it and I knew that that was happening it started to happen less mm. which was great so I kind of learned just to accept the things that are happening to you accept your gifts or skills so they become easily manageable have you found that also? It's like easy to manage your gifts when you just accept them and you're not fearful? Uh, absolutely. Right. I don't think I was really fearful. Um. Oh, lucky you. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably because you grew up in a spiritual household. I did too, but I don't think it was something that we talked about that much until mm-hmm. like I got older. But I was never, like, looked down for it. But I think it kind of helps if you grow up in a very spiritual home that, like, these things can be shared without judgment or fear. So I, I think that attributes to, like, the lack of fear, which is great. Like, I'm, that's great to hear that. Actually, yeah, you're very right. Um, I, ta- I talked about it with my parents and they helped mm-hmm. me ground. I think it's amazing. Yeah, I think the moments I do feel fear are when I feel ungrounded. Like yes, I've been too absolutely. much. Yeah, and I'm like, oh wait, I. What is this practical reality I have to navigate? That's when I feel. That's such a great question. I mm-hmm. love it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Huh. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's great to have two parents who will discuss these things with you and not make you feel misheard just I'm looking forward to the future when I can have my kids come to me and I'll be there with um the knowledge that I've acquired because sometimes like I feel myself teaching my parents now things Mm -hmm. I actually most of the time and I'm glad that they're receiving it and they're taking it in Mm -hmm. but I always have to in a way kind of filter it to a way that they'd understand because especially from like the father's perspective uh I'm Persian, so, like, Persian mm-hmm. men are not really, um, they don't really believe in crystals, energy, energy healing until they really see it and they mm-hmm. experience it. Like, that's when my father believed in me and what I could do. Mm-hmm. And it was a little scary for him, but then he just, like, fully accepted it. And it's just, it's it's really nice to watch other people also, like, in their journeys just try to see different points of view and see how you take on the world so yeah well the name the word guru I think well I don't know if this is true but my yoga teacher told me that your first guru is your mother and your parents I've heard this Mm -hmm. it's so true Mm -hmm. I mean you grow inside of her who else could it be right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's beautiful so you are a yoga teacher as well Mm-hmm. I'm a yoga meditation teacher. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So how do we know? I know a lot of this could be answered in a hundred ways, but like what are your key ways that you know that people have trauma in them or like 
you see trauma? Like what are the obvious signs of trauma in somebody when you start to work on them? Well, there are a lot of things. One is fear of being vulnerable because Mm -hmm. they don't feel safe in their bodies. They don't feel safe to feel vulnerable. Another thing is that they have a hard time feeling their emotions. They tend to intellectualize. They, it's like they have a very good understanding of what happened and why things happened. And they can tell you their story and the nature or the content of their trauma. Interesting. Right. But there is usually a resistance to feel. Um, wow. Mm -hmm. that is true yeah I totally I agree with that um so how do you how do you like connect to that person and say like hey I think I can really help you I can work with you how do you how does the consult usually happen or go what are the steps in the consult well part of it is to Part of it is to get around to this understanding Mm -hmm. that they want to change, that something has to change, something has to transform, and that they cannot continue their life. um, The way they're living. Yeah, exactly. That's so important. Mm -hmm. I have people say that to me. Like, help me, but I'm like, but do you really want to change? I could give you the tools, but are you really going to listen? That's really what it is. Mm -hmm. So true. And then you'll evaluate from there because obviously everybody is so different and there's like a different plan for everyone. Mm, Absolutely. Yeah. And actually my practice doesn't require them to really even tell me what it is that they're going through. Right. Yeah, so it's really based on this idea that you don't have to replay the narrative of your trauma or what caused or produced your trauma to necessarily heal it. That the emotional charge of our pain and our wounds appear in so many other ways that can be more manageable. So instead of thinking about, oh my gosh, how am I going to resolve like decades worth of experiences of trauma, right? right? Instead, you can actually just target a particular feeling or a particular scene. Oh, even, I love that. Mm-hmm, even from your, just your day-to-day life. Because that's really what's going on is when you, are, when you have unresolved trauma, mm-hmm. things are going to keep happening in your immediate reality. Yes. That carries a similar emotional charge, if not the same emotional charge. Hmm. So if you have trauma around being silenced, right? Right. So then something might happen where you feel silenced. And it can happen again and again and again. Right. (laughs) And so the client might come to me and tell me about that and we can get to the emotional root of that wound. Oh, I wish more people knew about this because if they did, then they would probably more be inclined to see someone like you and get help because it's not like one targeted area. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so and, important. Yeah. And the thing is that trauma, healing from trauma, there is no one size fits all. Fits all, yeah. And the reason why for me, especially <laughs> dealing with complex forms of trauma myself and healing from wow. that, it's really learning that you have all the tools to heal yourself, but you might not know necessarily how to use those tools right? or what those tools are necessarily. And so what I, mm -hmm. and so what I do is I kind of get you into a state where I ask you questions and prompt you to investigate what is going on underneath the surface in your subconscious mind and you gain a kind of fluency around how to navigate that landscape because it's yours right mm -hmm. so is this what you call the soul journey the modality that you created mm -hmm. yeah absolutely mm -hmm. wow. so how if you don't mind me asking who was the like the first experience or the first person that you use this, this on? Oh, wow. That's a really good question. Um, <laughs> I used it on a friend. So mm -hmm. she was dealing with, um, she was dealing with her own pain. And actually I started out as a psychic channeler Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you are a medium as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So it started out as me channeling messages and energy healing. So I would say that when I channel people's higher selves, mm -hmm. their guides, I'm most fluent in energy healing. Okay. And so I'll get information about, you know, the chakras or how to move through certain emotional blockages. But then it kind of evolved from there where I realized I was being guided to allow memories and narratives to surface within that space. Interesting. Mm -hmm. hmm. How did that feel? Was that a little bit, you just took it in. You didn't have any fear. Just, yeah. Right? That's amazing. I would probably, I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, how would I feel? Like that would probably be a lot at that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot serious. of. serious. It takes a lot of faith for sure. A lot of faith. Mm -hmm. oh. How do you get your, like, where do you get your faith from? How would you tell somebody? Mm-hmm. What would... I have, I probably don't have that much faith for a healer. What would, what advice would you give me? <laughs> <laughs> I would love any advice on that. Really? Mm. I would. <laughs> Just well. keep doing what I'm doing. Probably. <laughs> That's the only way I can think of it. I think for me, my faith comes from knowing that it's not me who's doing the healing work. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's smart. Yes. That's true. Mm -hmm. And what happens to me is during the healing, I do feel myself take a back seat. Mm. And it's, I don't know, it's just letting go to the current of energy, letting go to the inspirations and the impulses. And I oh, guess I in a way, 
it means cultivating faith in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. So is that like, could we connect that to emotional mastery? Mm-hmm. We could. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what is exact? So someone hears emotional mastery is just being highly they might think it's just being highly emotional intelligent am i wrong am i like close to it what does it mean exactly so you are emotionally intelligent but more than that you know how to respond to feelings so emotional mastery doesn't mean that you will never feel bad or you'll never feel depressed again or anxious again it means that when you notice those feelings you can Mm -hmm. allow them to be there there's no feeling that you're afraid of got it Mm -hmm. like there is no feeling that or if you feel resistance to it you know that you are resisting it you know what i mean there's like that level of self-awareness I love that. I've been, I think I've done, I've improved a lot. And what's funny is when I was getting a human design reading, Mm. um, she was also a channeler and she said, by the way, they'd like to say they're very proud of you about how you don't re you're not as reactive as you used to be. Mm. I'm like, that's wonderful to get that confirmation. I've been waiting to get that from somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys. Yeah, that's wonderful. Isn't that great? Mm -hmm. Because I really found the more I stepped into who I was as a person and as a healer that I became less reactive. I think I was more reactive to people because I didn't feel like I was truly being authentic. So I think that's how I became less reactive because I was totally I could be, yeah. So I've improved. So thank, thankfully. (laughs) Yeah, it's really amazing when you can experience that space between yourself and your feelings. Yeah, yeah. It makes you way more, I think, calm. Um, You're able to help other people and guide them to kind of adopt the principles and the ways that you're feeling things so I think it's a great tactic and great thing to master so you incorporate those into your sessions as well yeah essentially what my sessions are about is healing trauma but also Mm -hmm. in healing trauma you're learning how your body feels and processes emotions and how to respond appropriately in a caring way in a loving caring way love that Mm -hmm. and so you get to practice doing that over and over again is there anyone you thought you couldn't help or you thought hey this is way too hard I might have to consult another healer bring them in help me out on this or Mm -hmm. you you did you have that experience of course. Who doesn't have that experience? I love that you can. I feel like there are people that would not admit that. Mm. And I doubt they're the best. I doubt they're a great healer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually reminded of the session I had where in the middle of the session, um, I mean, this is going to require trigger warning. So and it involves sexual assault. Okay. But basically... During the healing session, I was guided to 
basically my intuition was basically like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to guide her to forgive her assailant. Wow. And in that moment, I did feel a lot of doubt, fear, um, like, am I disgust (laughs) as a woman? I'm pretty sure that's what I feel right away, but it's part of the process. And also just hoping that she wasn't going to be startled or um, that she wasn't going to feel bad about it or not ready for it. But in that moment, it's about letting her make the decision. Exactly. And so, yeah, I think I, of course I have those moments and I just have faith that I'll know how to navigate it when I really confront that situation. And you also can't, you can't control how she reacts because mm-hmm. that's part of her journey. So whatever re- reaction she has, it's probably for her greater good, right? Well, also it's about trusting that in that moment, she and I are connected and mm-hmm. that I am tuning into certain things and impulses that are actually hers. Right. And for me in that moment, what I ended up doing was gently guiding her to this place of having a conversation with her assailant. And of course her assailant was not in a place to have a conversation with her. And Mm. so it was about then subduing the assailant's ego and connecting to the assailant's higher self and guides. And that led to a place where we could understand the wounds that motivated the assailant that created space for her to, to have compassion. Yeah. That's heavy. It was very heavy. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of, have you done past life regression with the hypnotherapist? Um, yes. Yeah. You mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. Right. So that kind of reminds me of my experience with it, mm-hmm. but it's less interactive. Obviously mm-hmm. this is a very interactive scene and there's a lot going on, but I had something similar where I was in my past life regression, I was assaulted. Mm-hmm. So watching that was very emotional. Yeah. That's the thing, right? Is actually for me, um, How should I say this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is very interactional. Yeah. Very interactional. Yeah. I'm, I'm basically with her every step of the way. And I will pause a scene when things get a little uncomfortable for me or her, you know, that I can That's sense. Good. And then we That's will good. navigate and really be careful every single step of the way. And there's so much space then for you to really sit with what's going on. And at the end of the session, she ended up being able to to come to this place of having, being able to bless her assailant Um, with a healing that he might become whole again. Wow. How is she doing today? Have you spoken to her? Well, actually, I, uh, it's a session that I 
just completed today. So oh, wonderful! Okay, it's very fresh in my very mind. Very fresh, very fresh. <laughs> Good. I hope it works out, and she comes back with amazing feedback and how it's really changed her life. Mm-hmm. Well, sure yeah, she was. Um, she was very happy at the end of the session for sure. Good. God. it's like a big weight comes off absolutely comes off your soul oh my, God. oh my goodness it felt like a whole so much weight being lifted um yeah are there any other healing modalities that you'd like to incorporate in your practice like where do you see yourself in the next five years or so in your business and in your practice Hmm, that's kind of hard to say right now. Um, mm-hmm. Because I do think it's evolving all the time. And for me, also, it's about gaining experience and just learning. Basically, what happens is with every single person that I work with, mm-hmm. it's a different, totally different experience. Right. Yeah. So sometimes it will involve channeling, like in the middle of the session, I will start channeling their, um, a past loved one or their spirit guides, their higher self. I might be guided to do an energy healing, um, mode. So there's a lot. Oh, but something I am working on is developing more, uh, tools with the energy healing. So I'm okay. currently getting my Reiki Reiki level two certification. Great. And I'm also studying Neigong, which is part of the Tai Chi tradition. Oh, cool. I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like a, um, it's like supplement. It's like in addition to it, it's like part of the Tai Chi. It's like a different level of Tai Chi. Yeah, it is a more, you know, honestly, you know how Tai Chi, we think about Tai Chi and they do those slow movements and they're yes. moving Chi around their bodies. Yeah. Right. So Nei Gong is, incorporates more of the breath. There's so much mm. of the breath involved yeah. in charging your body with Chi and then and then sending the chi out so that you are removing blockages in your body. It's so amazing. I really, you know, this practice really opened up a whole other uh, That's amazing. realm for That's me. That's how you know you're meant to do it. Mm-mm. Yeah, you're I mean, so connected. It, I literally feel heat build up in my body and I will sweat just from breathing. That's great. Yeah, and then I feel the... Yeah, the melting of the blockages. The other time I remember in, during the practice, just tears fell. And I had no, there was no, wow. there was no emotional charge behind the tears. It was just a release of something. A release of mm-hmm. some kind of blockage mm-hmm. that you just weren't completely aware of at that mm-hmm. time. It was really That's wonderful. A, I love when that happens when, mm-hmm. when I do Reiki. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's such a beautiful moment. Mm-hmm. And I was watching a new show today, actually, while I was doing some work. It's on Netflix. It's called, like, Unwell. It's a documentary series, and they have different episodes on different modalities. And Hello? Hi. 
it was about this like tantric sex uh, consultant and she was doing Reiki on these um, uh, on her mm. clients and this grown man, very mm. large guy. Uh, he starts bawling mm. at the table while she's moving the energy. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It's so amazing. <laughs> and he felt so rested. The way he described it, how it made him feel after, it was it was great. I'm like, wow. She knows what she is mm-hmm. doing. So I totally see where you're coming from in that. Oh, wow. This was amazing. I'm so glad we got to sit and talk. Where can everyone find you if they'd like to book you? You can find me um you can find me on Instagram and that's where my website is located. And my Instagram handle is sunny underscore mystic. And the longer, you know, website is, oh, I think it's, you know, I can't really remember. It's <laughs> part of it is that I'm actually a full-time PhD student. And wow. I actually, so I actually do the healing stuff kind of on the side and side. and part of it is because well other than the practical aspects of it right. um part of it is because the people who have experienced my healing they've been very adamant that I keep doing it so that's kind of how it grew, grew into what it is today so I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm down to earth. I'm, I'm very real with you. Just shoot me a message on Instagram or check out my website on the bio. And yeah, that's how you can find me. I can't wait to see what else you have in store in your healing journey. And I really appreciate you talking. Thank you so much, Davina. What a pleasure and honor. It was my pleasure and honor. Hope you have a great rest of your night. Take Take care. care.